welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to have you back again this week. As you know, every week we're on a journey together. We're working together to help you find those ways to connect with your daughters, to make those strong relationships, to make those strong relationships with your daughters. I love every week being able to not only talk to you, but to be able to introduce you to great dads that are doing great things, that are not only trying to be the best dads that they can be, but also helping dads to be better through the things that they're doing, the companies that they run, and the resources that they offer. Today, we've got another great guest with us. Scott Donnell is with us, and Scott is a visionary entrepreneur who has created a ton of different companies along his lifetime and is founder of Apex Leadership Company, raises money for schools to teach leadership to 6 million kids across the, across the United States. But most recently, he's created a company. He's created a company called Gravy Sack, along with a bunch of other parents who care about financial literacy for their kids. Learn more about Gravy Sack. Learn more about Scott as a father and be able to learn more about the importance of financial literacy for kids today. Scott, thanks so much for being here today. Great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. It's my pleasure having you here today, Scott. I know that you've got three kids right now, and your oldest is your daughter. And first and foremost, I want to go back in time and turn the clock back a bit. So I want you to go back to that very first moment that you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head? Yeah, that was one of the most beautiful moments of my life, having your first kid, and your first kid being a girl. I think when we found out it was at the exact same time, I was super excited and super terrified because I'm a man and I know boys and I can raise boys, uh, I felt like. And then, but raising a daughter was like, oh, this is a whole nother world for me. So immediately it was like, all right, I need to start prepping. And what are the books I got to read? Who do I got to talk to? Immediately started calling my friends with daughters and building a tribe around us to uh, connect and build a, a lifelong loving relationship. So yeah, we were super excited. It was a lot of fun. So I want to go a little bit deeper in that because you mentioned and talked about the fact that you had to prepare yourself and doing what you could to prepare yourself and doing what you could to prepare yourself. What did you find that helped you to most be prepared to be a dad to a daughter? A lot of it was talking to close friends that have had daughters of all ages that are young, newborn in elementary, middle, high school, out of the house. You know, how do you connect with them? How, what was it like? What's the best things I can do? And so I just got some incredible tips from men who had been before me and just everything from daddy cuddle time to daddy daughter dates planned out. I just scootered my daughter to school yesterday morning, just making sure we get it in every week. What, what's, our, what's our connection date? And there's a book that I read. It's, from, it's called From 6 to 12 Years Old. It's a great book. People can, you can Google it if you want to. And it's just an awesome book because what I've heard from my mentors is when your kids are 6 to 12, they're kind of out of diapers. They're kind of, they're starting to become more, everything is exciting. Like they're so energetic 
they're still reaching up for your hand. And then kind of at the age of 12, 13, it becomes much more of an independence, like I'm figuring out my way. But in those six to 12 year old range, you have this very special time to build character in your kids, to build connection with your kids. They want to do everything with you. You're the hero of everything. And a lot of men can take that for granted a lot. They can, they work too hard during that time. They don't prioritize it enough. And then before they know it, their daughter's hitting puberty and trying to figure things out on their own. And the relationship isn't crystallized the way they were hoping. And you kind of only get one shot at it. And so that book's an extremely powerful book of just like what kids, how kids are thinking during that time, how you can connect with them, the different, you know, things you can do together, rituals you can create, ways to connect and train them in the way they should go. And it's, uh, yeah. And so Reagan just turned six and we're just going right down the list and uh, having a ton of fun doing it. So I'm, yeah, the next six years of my life. Yeah. I've got a lot of businesses and a lot of employees and a lot of stuff going on, but that is priority one. Well, priority two before my, my wife is number one. Actually, God is number one. My wife is two. My kids are three. My health is four and five is business. So that's my priorities, if you want to know. From everything that you're saying, I know that you are super busy and you've got a lot of things going on. You're balancing a lot of things. You've got a lot of priorities that you are balancing as well as being a dad. And along with those priorities means that you're going to be drawn into different aspects of your life, both in your inside your home, outside your home. So talk to me about balancing. And how do you find time or how do you find balance in that work that you do and raising your kids? Yeah, there was actually a really good comment that my friends, Hal Elrod, he wrote The Miracle Morning. Three million people now use their Miracle Morning strategies and the savers, how to start your day off and win the day. And now they're in hundreds and hundreds of schools and they're growing fast with their Miracle Morning for Kids program, helping kids start their day off and win the day. He said something in passing a couple of years ago that really stuck with me. He just said, as an entrepreneur, I got into this not to be a slave to my business, but to be free in my life. And when my kids are not in school, I'm not in work. And it was a powerful comment to me. And, and to the degree that you can do it, even if you have a normal job, how well can you show up and be with your kids when they're not in school? Summers, he takes summers off. Weekends, when the kids have breaks, he's off. When they're, when they're home from school at 3.30, he's off. It's just this incredible way of thinking about it. He's like, you only get a certain amount of time with your kids at, the, at, at home. What's that statistic? 93% of all the time you're going to spend with your kids is done by the time they're 18 and out of the house. That's 93% of your time with your kids. Think about that. So he's like, why would you try to crush it and work that whole time and pursue all other hobbies when you really only have that window with your kids? I mean, you're probably going to live, hopefully, another 50, 70 years after your kids leave the house. So spend that time with them and build that relationship that's solid and trusted and loving and caring. And they, you know, you every parent wants to make sure their kids Go to them first when something happens. Go to them first when something tough's happening. Go to them first when they screw up. Go to them first. And that's how it's solidified. So that was a comment that really stuck with me. So my, my wife and I really try to prioritize that. When our kids are home, why am I on a bunch of calls? And I fall into this all the time, right? I'm, I'm working late. I'm traveling too much. I constantly have to reprioritize. All right, time to be with the kids. So good example 
I just finished a big trip. I was on a bunch of stages, a bunch of events the last couple months. It was too much. So last week we canceled everything for the rest of the year. Nine trips. I mean, I was supposed to interview Gary V today, man, in Vegas. I'm like, nope, I got a daddy daughter date tonight and I've got soccer games tomorrow morning and I've got forts to build and games to play. And uh, so the rest of the year, we're just, it's like two months straight, just like hanging out as a family, going deep. We got, you know, Halloween stuff this weekend and, you know, fest, fall festival parties and costume things at Reagan's school today at 1.30. So that is, if I look back, nobody ever wished that they worked more. Everybody always wishes they had more time with their kids. Everybody, even if it was hard. And so it's just, success in life to me is listening to people who have regrets later and not doing the same darn thing. That's success. That's actually how you have wisdom. And you don't have to make every mistake in the book to learn wisdom. You can learn from other people's mistakes too. So that's us, man. Like, uh, it's been a super fun ride. In fact, I even, my, my companies kind of go towards my kids. Like I wanted, I also wanted to create companies that make my kids we could have more time together and they learn the right stuff. So financial literacy and life skills and learning the core principles of success that schools might not teach. That's kind of my world right now. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, when I talk to dads about being a father to a daughter, sometimes, like you said at the beginning, there's that sense of the unknown. Like you said, I know how to father a son. I'm a guy. I... I've lived this experience and I know what that means, but I don't know what it's like to be a female. I don't know what that female experience is like as well. So for many dads, they tell me that there is some fear that goes along, that goes along with that. And I hear that over and over again. What would you say was your biggest fear or has been your biggest fear in raising a daughter today? There's a war on boys for sure right now in this world. Um, but I, I, there's also a war on girls. And a lot of my friends now that have kind of the teenage girls going on with, with social media and instant gratification. And there's enough, you know, when I was a kid, there was enough of that bullying going on and enough of that. You see everybody's highlight reel around you. Now it's just a thousand fold increase in that. And so my biggest fear was, will, will, my, will my relationship with my daughter continue to remain deep and loving and intimate and strong while she navigates through kind of the tough stuff of growing and forming, right? With puberty and high school and girls, you know, hanging out with other girls and the bullying that happens is just crazy. And a lot of it is their self-identity, how they look. Are they cool enough? Are they pretty enough? Are they smart enough? Are they athletic enough? I want to make sure, my fear was, can I do everything I can in my power to make sure that she knows that her worth is invaluable, regardless of any of that other stuff? And that can I do a, a great job as a dad to really make sure that she is solidified in, in her identity and who she is and how loved she is, how beautiful she is, how confident she can be and smart comes from, honestly, it comes from a lot of the dads. So that was a big fear of mine early on. And I really want to make sure that as she grows up, she is not searching for any holes or gaps in her identity 
as she forms. And so that's my goal is as she grows up to keep that. That's a great goal to have. I know that's something that I've always tried to do with my own daughters and my own daughters are in those teenage years. And actually I've got one that's above 18 now and it is a different time and you have to spend that time with your kids and you have to spend that time with your kids when they're young to be able to solidify the relationship as much as you can. Now, knowing that, even if you plant the seeds, it may still go awry in their teenage years. In some aspects, it may go awry in those teenage years in some aspects. But if you planted the seeds and you've provided them the time in that you need, they need, they know that you're there. And even if they don't, even if they're still not acting the same way that they did or it, they're not acting in the way that you want them to act, they still know that you're there. And you still have done what you need to do to be able to prepare them for the future. Now, you just talked about a special time with your daughter and that it's important to have those special times and to create those memories. When you have those opportunities to make those connections, what's been your most memorable experience that you've been able to share with your daughter? Oh, that's hard. There's so many amazing experiences, right? Like teaching them to swim, Anything outdoors is a great memory with your kids. Any trip is a great memory with your kids. Going out to breakfast, going out to hot chocolate, going out to ice cream, any of that stuff. Teaching them to ride a bike. Those are all incredible special memories. I had a really cool memory with Reagan, my six-year-old, last year. So one of the things we do for fun, like my world is helping kids learn the right things. So all my companies are basically around this now and Gravy Stack, our new financial literacy bank account for kids, which I know we'll talk about in a minute. But so I really care about kids learning the right stuff. And so we do these things called children's business fairs where it's a free thing. A bunch of entrepreneurs in town here in Phoenix set up, we'd set up tables and chairs and tents at the local park once a year. And hundreds of kids come with products that they make. So they're a business owner for three hours on a Saturday. And it's like slime and soap and brownies and paper airplanes. And people come from the community and they invite all their friends and family. So the average kid brings like 10 people and every like 500 people come and they buy from all the kids and the kids learn how to pitch. They learn how to make profit. They learn how to sell a product. And it's really fun. Like it's, it's a great way for them to build these life skills. And Reagan had her first business last year and it was flower power. It was 60 vases with flowers in them. She sold them for like $5 and she hired her little brother to have one of those like full body paper stands around his neck to walk around and market for her booth. And she made like $300 in three hours. And it was an incredible time. She was over the moon confident. She was like, oh, daddy, now I know what you do for a living. This Now I can do it too. And she's talking to strangers. Obviously, it's a safe environment, but she's talking to strangers. She's got all this confidence. She's learning how to sell. Like It was incredible. And she paid her brother $4 of the $300 for the marketing he did to bring her the business. It was so funny. So like that is just a very, very special memory for us. You know, she got to split it amongst her three jars. You know, there's what she's going to save, what she's going to use for spending and buying presents for her friends, birthdays and whatever she wanted to do. And then the, the sharing. So we got to give to the church and our, you know, some of the nonprofits in town that she loves. And that was just a very, very special memory. So the second one is coming up here in three weeks and she's going to do it again. And her friends are all in. So that's just a very special memory to me, being able to see her grow and thrive and 
really make something with her hands that's of value to other people. I, I wish more and more kids could do that. And, and there is, the, if they want to go to childrensbusinessfair.org, you could just literally go to Google and type it in. There's a free website where anyone can do these fairs now. We just put it up like eight years ago, and now there's 1,200 fairs going on for free all over the world. So if anybody wants to do that, it's really simple. It's like two hours of work. Kids all come. Super fun. They invite all their family and friends, and all the tech is set up for you. But yeah, that's a special memory for me. Actually, our school in a district that I live in does that within the school at our elementary level. And all kids in one specific grade either create something themselves or works with someone else to create something. And then they'll bring that in, they'll sell it and be able to come up with what's your marketing plan and how do you sell it? How do you talk to people about it? How much are you going to pay to charge for it? All those things. And it's a lot of fun to be able to see the kids learning in that active way. And so I commend you for on creating that and being able to put that out there for even more to do that. So you mentioned Gravy Stack, and I want to jump into that. You've created a brand new opportunity for kids to be able to learn, and I say kids, but really kids and teens, to learn about becoming financially independent. And you make it a little bit fun as well. So tell me a little bit about Gravy Stack and where this concept initially came from. Yeah. So Gravy Stack is, it's a bank with a debit card for kids ages eight to 18, but it's also a game. So there's a hundred games that kids play inside of the bank to basically learn through fun. And it's a whole world, it's called Windfall. And they're freeing the characters of Windfall from the greedy tyrant weasel, Greedy Mon and his henchmen who do bad deals and high interest loan debt deals with people. So it's really fun, like great art, great characters. They learn how through all these real life challenges, they learn any everything from like canceling subscriptions to grocery savings, like how to save on groceries. And they're actually doing it in the real world through this game. And it's connected to their bank account. The average family so far saved $550 on their monthly subscriptions by canceling them in the game. The average family saved 26% on their grocery bill when we taught the kids four ways to save on groceries with coupons, in-store, at-home, online, price shopping, and free memberships. Like just a bunch of stuff like that, real investing, learning about real estate, learning about travel planning and monthly budgeting and taxes and save, spend, share, earn, invest, protect your online security. What is debt? Is it good? Is it bad? What are the issues around it? Creating value. They actually have to make products in the, in the game, in the app. And then all the skills and traits related to financial competence. So the only way kids learn this stuff is through fun and through real life experience. This is why schools can struggle because if you just make kids read more books and do more homework and tests, it doesn't move that needle. Financial competence comes from real life training. So that's why Gravy Stack exists. So really we started it because we've been doing these business fairs, like I mentioned, for a decade. I started the largest school fundraising company in America called Apex 10 years ago. So we've served countless millions of families. And so we've seen what schools are teaching and also what they're not teaching, right? And financial literacy is, is really a difficult one to teach because you can't just teach it. Kids have to do it. And teachers really feel like they don't feel confident going into that realm. It's almost like them telling kids about nutrition, what they should and shouldn't eat because every parent has a different viewpoint. So financial literacy is kind of, it, it's absent from a lot of the education systems and banks, banks don't really care about kids, to be honest. They make money when people have money and kids don't have money. 
So they really kind of glance over the topic altogether. Also, they're a little bit archaic, if I might say. Why do we have checking accounts if no kid's ever going to write a check? Okay. Like, it's, why do we have monthly statements if only 8% of the population looks at their statements? Like, it's, it's banks make money when you're like bad at banking. So we're basically reinventing the system so that kids can see the flow of their actual money in and out of their account. We actually patented it. It's called a money machine. So it shows all their revenue streams, their home gigs. We're anti-allowance as well. This is a whole nother topic that we can talk about. But allowance is actually connected to an aversion to work and a lack of motivation. So what we created was home gigs. Home gigs is like 70 things kids can do around the house to get paid. And they're not their chores. Chores are free. You're going to do your chores by being under my roof. Like that's, you're going to wake up, brush your teeth, make your bed, clean your room, probably do dishes and trash. Like these are chores, but there's a lot of other things around the house kids should be paid for, right? If I'm going to clean the whole garage and organize an entire closet and make meals for everybody and sweep all the floors and do weeding in the yard, like all these things is like constructing new equipment, you know, equipment or furniture, like pumping up the tires, you know, the windows, like a lot of these things, you should pay your kids a couple bucks to do. And the most important thing is stop paying certain things for your kids. Okay. So there's a lot of things parents just buy for their kids that the kids should really earn money to pay for themselves. And that's where the core of financial literacy comes. And so what we've done is said, okay, forget allowance. We created home gigs, which is a very, very simple it's just as easy as allowance, but kids are learning to create value in the home and then earn money that they can then buy certain things like toys and souvenirs and trinkets and social outings with their friends and the extra nice Nike shoes for the sports game or the video game or the to- whatever they want to buy. Like you shouldn't be buying those things. You should be giving your kids economic opportunities to earn the money to make their own decision to buy those things. And then when they do that, you, you'll get, you're going to be amazed at how far, much further they are ahead of their peers in understanding financial competence and making the right decisions. You'll be amazed at how your kids stop spending on certain things. So like, oh yeah, I don't need the Air Jordans. It's my own money. I'm not buying that. They probably would, they'll bypass the video game, right? We even say to our kids, like, you're going to be, if you're going to a birthday party, it's up to you to buy the present and give them the present because then it actually means something when they give their friend a gift because they care about them and they want to celebrate them, but they earn the money to buy it themselves. So for our kids, it's like, hey, you got your home gigs list. You want to buy this $18 birthday present for Sarah's birthday coming up. You got to earn it. So then they're like, okay, I'm going to go do these four things to earn it. And then I go get the present. Like just simple stuff like that teaches your kids financial competence. So that's what Gravy Stack exists for. It's, it's basically a bunch of parents that created this bank. It's a real bank with a real debit card that gets a roadmap for their kids to become independent. And we have real investing in there. You can donate to all 10 million nonprofits in North America through this. And your kids are learning everything. The family travel planning challenge, the find your way home challenge, the, like the dinner budget challenge, the broke celebrity challenge, like all these things to help kids learn how to be successful when they leave the home, right? And parents just get to join And it's a roadmap that the kids do for fun and the parents don't have to make their kids do it because the kids have fallen in love with it. So we have founder of Amazon Pay in there. We've raised like 10 million bucks. We're going live in a couple weeks. There's hundreds of thousands of kids waiting. This is is going to be one of those. We thought it was just going to be to help. And literally we realized that we created a unicorn in front of our eyes because everyone we've ever talked to, they're like, oh, why wasn't this created decades ago? We're like, probably because it's hard. 
and you got to really think hard about it. And so, yeah, we have all these investors that are strategic influencers and planners and the David Meltzers and the Laurel Langemeyers and the Dude Perfects of the world. And those, we have 3,500 affiliates about to launch it to 90 million people when we go live. So it's a, it's a big one. And we can't wait to see how it's helping families. My favorite stat is that after 30 days in beta so far, kids are never asking mom and dad for a penny. It's all just set up. And my favorite reason is actually a psychological reason. What you've done is you removed bribery. You don't have to buy things to earn your kids love anymore. You have a system where they are creating value and making their own responsible decisions. And if they fail, guess what? They're still at home and you can help them through it. But this actually allows you to build a loving relationship with your kids and not have that money be a a sticking factor. And that is a sticking factor for millions and millions of parents. And so it's just a system that allows you to build a loving relationship with your kids and allow them to be smart with money and never have money get in the middle of it. So that's Gravy Stack. Well, that's an amazing new resource for parents, for kids to help them in so many different ways. Now, is there a cost for parents or kids for them to be a part of this in the future? Yeah. So there's a couple of levels. It's free to play the game. So, you know, this, we built this for the inner inner city single parent. Like, how can I get my kids to learn financial competence? Start playing the game. So it's going to be live at the beginning of 2023 for everybody. We're, we're launching in two weeks our private beta, or our open beta, but you can't download it until the beginning of 2023. The bank account itself will be like five or six bucks a month. So cheaper than Chase. And it's got all the stuff Chase does, just way more gamified and teaching educational. So yeah, five, six bucks a month. And if they want to add kids to another dollar or two a month, like so pretty simple. Um, our goal though was in the first level of the game to make them enough money to pay for gravy stack for 10 years. So a couple of the first games are saving them so much money around the house in real dollars that it just covers the price of gravy stack for years and years to come. Not to mention, you know, there's we're giving like lots of percentage back on their savings. We have partners that are gonna be scholarshipping people. You know, we have big names that are coming. They're like, we want a scholarship, hundreds of thousands of kids to do this. If they can't afford it, they just go there and ask us and we'll pay for it. But it really is, this is a movement, not just a company anymore. And so, yeah, it's about free. It's free to play the game. That'll be worldwide. Gravy Stack. You can go to gravystack.com and sign up on the wait list right now. And then we'll just be bringing people in as we launch. And then, uh, by the way, it's called Gravy Stack because it can't sound like a bank. It has to sound like a game. We have cuss words. Oh, stack your gravy. That's the whole point. Teach kids to stack their gravy. Gravy train and stack some money. Gravy stack. Um, but we actually, we have cuss words. We don't say chores. We don't say allowance. We don't say entrepreneurship. We don't say sales. We don't say business. We don't even say bank. We want kids to have fun. And if kids have fun, they learn 10 times as fast. And if you mix that with real life experience in our game, it's not just a game where you're stuck on the phone. Like we throw you into the real world to do real life stuff all the time. And, and that's how kids actually learn. And so I think what we're doing is really kind of changing the face of education while we're building this. Yeah, we're out of left field. It's going to be really fun. Really appreciate you sharing that. And I t- truly appreciate everything that you're doing to be able to put this out into the world. It sounds like an amazing thing that I wish that I had had for my kids when they were much younger. And as you said, as you're hearing from others, why hasn't this been developed? Because it takes a lot of time and effort. But I appreciate that you did put the time and effort into this to be able to create this and to help 
not only parents, but kids to be in a better place in the future. Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Let's do it. In one word, what is fatherhood? Joy. When was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? There was a moment when Reagan was five and her brother was three and her littlest brother was one where she saw a fight happen between the three and the one-year-old and she literally mediated it. And she like walked in, she's like, what's going on? And they were literally screaming. And then she just said, tell me what happened. She made them apologize. She solved the issue. She made them hug. And then she kissed them both. And then everyone was good. And I was sitting on the couch with my wife and it was like, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> It's like, wow, the empathy and the wisdom and the discernment and, okay, something we're teaching them is starting to come through, right? That's a very proud dad moment. The other one would be like the first time she prayed for like one of her classmates who was sick. I was like, okay, she gets it. She loves other people and she's... How would your kids describe you as a dad? I think they would say dad is a playground. Dad's fun and dad's the playground. Who inspires you to be a better dad? Oh, man. A ton of people. The best advice I could give any dad is to have a bunch of other dads around that are going through it with them. Whether it's parents that you you guys admire in the, your kid's class, parents from work, church, community, the sports teams, just have other dads and ask questions. So any of those dads, like I'm in a bunch of groups, masterminds and entrepreneurial groups and parenting groups. You know, we have a group of five other couples that we get together every week on Thursday nights and just like support each other encourage, pray for each other. And those are that's my sounding board and my wife's sounding board. So it's always sharing good tips. we got this problem going on. What do we do? One of them's the top dentist in the state. One of them owns all the Dutch bros in the state. One of them's like the biggest real estate guy in the state. The other ones were teachers for 20 years. Like it's like, all right, we got good people that can help us. And so those, everybody just try to get, even if it's two or three other dads, just get them around you and do not feel bad about reaching out. Like any problem you have can be solved with the right network and the right community. So that's the advice. You cannot do it alone. It should never be done alone. And this is why the Dads with Daughters is so good. Like you're constantly getting good resources. We're going to have a huge community as well for Gravy Stack. We're going to have millions of parents. So I would love to do more help with you guys and Dads with Sons and Dads with Daughters. And I think... There's so much more you can do, but there are places and resources to get your answers for these things. Even as simple as how do I discipline my kids at certain ages? How do I deal with this trauma that's going on? How do I deal with something? This is above my head. You can find the answer in groups like this. And that's why it's so valuable. And you've given a lot of piece of advice today through the answers that you've given. But as we finished this up today, what advice would you give to other dads? There's a lot that comes to mind. My best advice to other dads would be love wins. Your kid just needs to know that you love them more than anything. Like that wins the day. If you ever don't know what to do, just love them. That is the easiest answer I can give. It always wins. And people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think a lot of parents sometimes, they look at their kids as... I am here to make sure you do your homework, make sure you could do the sport thing, make sure you do your chores. I'm like the dictator. I'm the manager of the home. And they don't actually take the time to build a listening, loving relationship, right? And so I think people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So if your 
kids become older and they and you just wanted to tell them the truth all the time, it doesn't mean anything until they know how much you care. And the way that you show care is by loving them consistently and listening to them and being interested more than being interesting, being interested in them. That's what builds great relationships. You don't have to have all the right answers if your kids know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you love them and you care, right? That's my probably my best advice. Well, Scott, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here today, for everything that you've done to help parents in so many different ways, and I wish you all the best. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate the time today. This was wonderful. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons, we make the meals, we buy them presents. Bring your A-game, cause those kids are growing fast. The time goes by just like a dynamite blast. Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men. Get out and be the world to Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.